Welcome everyone to the Haas Boys Show. Yo, my name is Max. I'm your host, and I got my buddy Mike. What's going on, everyone? Live and in charge in the studio today. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, welcome to the show. All things Formula One, made in the USA. If you're new to Formula One, we hope you stick around because we like to answer questions. And if you're old to Formula One, you want a good fan base that likes Haas, then we're here for you. We're here for it. Join the ride as Haas fans keep marching up towards the Constructors Championship. Yes. That's what we're doing. That's the marching. Okay. Before we get into the British Grand Prix. Yes. Because that happened last weekend. It did. In Silverstone. In the Stin. There was lots of people there. Yes. Uh, But before we get into that and talk about the whole weekend, on our last episode... We talked about Formula One theme songs. Oh, yeah. And we mentioned what we would like. Right. And what we think would be a good Formula One theme song. If we could pick anything, I'm guessing like from late 80s to now. Totally. And we gave you our answers. We had friends of the show write in. Oh, wow. And tell us. Yeah, we asked them to do this. Yeah. And so we had people write in and tell us their ideal pick. Okay. For a Formula One theme song, if they could pick any artist, I mean, any I, song. I doubt they're better than ours, but uh, let's hear them. Let's hear them. Um, here we go. This comes in from Kevin, um, who is our producer on the show. Yeah, Kevin is also uh, involved. So, um, we're glad he's listening. Thanks, Kevin, friend of the a, show. This was a test, and he does listen. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, okay, so th- I didn't even check this out. So this is You're Gonna Go Far Kid by The Offspring. Oh, okay. Do you want to bring that up? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Asterix here. Kevin is from Canada. <laughs> so is the offspring Canadian? Literally knows nothing about American music <laughs> culture. <laughs> but, but we're letting we, him pick. But we're going to try. We're going to give him a shot. With a thousand eyes in a good disguise. Okay, I see. I'm I can sorry, see it. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I can imagine Yeah, a montage of the drivers. I can imagine a lot of Gen Xers loving that. Yeah, but sorry, Kevin, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not feeling that. No, in, in reality, uh, The Offspring is one of the best bands I have seen live. I saw really? them play at a Vans Warped tour okay, many yeah. moons ago, and I remember being very impressed with how that dude can hit those notes uh-huh. the whole show. Like, he doesn't miss a note. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so anyways, they're really good. And, yeah, good choice. Okay, so next comes Trevor. Okay. If you don't remember, he was our Mercedes fan from last year. Oh, yeah. We talked to him. I mean, he gave us two. He sent in two. First one is Let's Get Down to Business by Eminem. Oh, he's the Eminem fan. And I would think that's a great choice. I love you Let's are, Get Down to Business. You by are Eminem. also an Eminem fan. But his second choice is probably the one. I mean, you can play Let's Get Down to I Business. I want to hear it. Yeah. The chorus. I mean. Let's get down to business. I don't want to play around Okay, so we got this. All right, we got that figured I mean, out. It's aggressive. It he's is. getting down to business. It's angry. It's I angry. Think- it's good. The next you know, one. like the cop siren, it kind of plays into driving fast, mm-hmm. I guess. You know, I, I don't know. It's not like, it's not like Formula One is like breaking laws. They're breaking the sound barrier though. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Well, if that one isn't aggressive enough for you, his yeah. second pick 
Go the Distance uh, from By the Hercules. Walt Disney. <laughs> I thought I was I thought I was joking no, when I said you that. Nailed it right uh, I could get He just said this and says, please sync this to the intro. Okay. So freaking real. The question is, is it George Russell that we're following as the main person in this montage, <laughs> this intro of I, shots? I mean I would I would think so. <laughs> I would only hope. Yeah, this is definitely this George is Russell's it. song. <laughs> this is George Russell. Yeah. I will beat the odds. Whenever you see George Russell with headphones in before a race, it is this song he's listening to. <laughs> and his dad texts it to him before the race. It says, have a good race, son. Proud Mom and I are watching. <laughs> okay. Okay, but there's a better one. There's a better option. Uh, uh, okay, you ready? If we're going to go Disney song, I'm, I'm throwing one out there. Okay. Quickly. Okay. But it's stand out from a goofy movie. Oh, yeah. Anything by Powerline or yeah, from that show. Come on. But that's, if this was George Russell's Formula oh, One. Oh, yeah. Movie, okay. If, it, if we're talking about George Russell, <laughs> world champion. Yeah. He's finally gotten everything he's ever dreamed yeah, of. Let's go the distance. But if we're talking about making it cool. Yeah. Powerline. If we're going Disney cool. <laughs> Powerline. Power There's no question. Power. Okay. Okay. Next. This comes in from Sam. Oh, okay. uh, constantly writing into the show. Yes. Still has yet to see a race. Okay. <laughs> uh, I disappear by the faint. I mean, whoa, we could pick any song from the faint. For yeah. Any, a lot of listeners don't know the faint, but, but do yourself I a disappear. favor. Do yourself a favor and go check out the faint. This is a this is a damn good pick. Finally, one of our one of our f- listeners got it right. They finally got it right. <laughs> Jeez, we had to get on. through the third listener <laughs> to get one that was competitive. Yeah. Oh yeah, but like this almost like this hits the tone of your Rage Against the Machine design. Yeah, this is a better. Where it's like a little rage. bit funky and a little bit funky dark. Up, like it's it's a fast riff. It's yeah, keep, and those cars are fast. Nice long mm-hmm. intro, and then it's Max Verstappen disappearing into the distance <laughs> right here. Yeah. <laughs> I just disappear. Just DRS button, <laughs> flap open, gone. Gone. His next, he gives us two more. Numbers on the board by Pusha T. Oh, okay. Which is just aggressive. That's great a hip hop. Great hip hop song. Yeah. Yeah. And the other one is, I don't know this one. Nothing burns like the cold by Snow. S N O H. Man, this is like, do we want to make Formula One super sexy? Yeah, is this like, is Formula it not One sexy is just enough? in a lounge? Is this just Pierre Gasly? <laughs> just clips of Pierre? He's just like, welcome to the Formula One. <laughs> I'm glad you could join me today. Okay, and then our final, this comes in from Henry. This, uh, he says, I'm listening to the latest episode. First of all, how dare Mike accuse me of picking Motorhead? Even though they are the only band to listen to. <laughs> oh, you're right. He says, but yeah. how about these? Galvanized by the Chemical Brothers. Oh. That's a good one. That is a good one. Here, should we play it? Yeah. Man, I didn't even have to type much at all before that already knew what I was looking for. After being prompted by those other songs, it was like, the yeah. next one logically it's like, for is, sure galvanized. is galvanized. You listen to uh, I Will Go the Distance from Mercury's. 
You type in the G, it's like galvanize. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, solid choice. Up there with Sam's The Faint. Yeah, totally. We should have thought of this uh, on our own. And this is Q-Tip, right? We mentioned Q-Tip as a possible like uh, maker of the Formula One rap song. Of, of this is the formula and maybe we were done correctly. This. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a good choice. Good choice. The next one, Icarus by Madeon. Madeon. I like this. Is this like the dreamscape of Formula One? This is this is inside Lance Stroll's brain. <laughs> this is what he sees first thing in the morning. Oh, Daddy. Daddy. <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh yeah. Funky. Upbeat. Yeah, now I see Charles. Yeah. Finally some cool people have yeah, entered now this I see theme <laughs> But man, that intro was Lance Stroll yeah. all the way. It yeah. was uh, when he walks into his closet in the morning and there's just mm. butterflies because he, yeah. he wanted to have that. <laughs> so daddy made it happen. Okay. The last one from Henry. Never fight a man with a perm by idols. Don't know what this is. I can't wait to look. <laughs> it's, it's, it came up really fast. They, the, the YouTube algorithm knows. It does. They're it like, knows. oh, did you just look up Galvanize? And oh, then clearly you Never. are friends with Henry Wallace. Because <laughs> we're going to show those you Those are this. his most recent searches. <laughs> down yeah we got a good rock contender yeah now. This, oh i could see this over that same edit for the fleetwood mac yeah yeah you totally. could just replace the chain with this and oh, i would be sure. like oh yeah <laughs> this is so british <laughs> <laughs> i love it good choice kate thanks <laughs> thank you everyone I mean, for the- submitting that was a great one to finish on and then this is our last honorable oh. mention um thanks everyone for sending them in here's the last honorable mention <laughs> yeah <laughs> After, after talking about the theme songs, uh, I then was driving driving home and thinking, oh, it's Boom Shakalaka by Apache Indian. If you guys don't know, it's the opening song to Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, and if you also don't know, Max drives a right. Honda Element with floppy dog ears. <laughs> and he jumps it over speed bumps in Utah. <laughs> Grab this tune from the podcast. Honestly, it would it'd be an amazing thing. It would slap. Intros. If not every week. Just the Miami Grand Prix. <laughs> Let this be the intro for the Miami Grand Prix. It already matches what we're trying to do there. Miami. <laughs> and then at one point he goes through almost every country or like every continent and just tells those kind of women to shake. It's like, you know. Yeah. Just like. I mean, it's really inclusive. Yeah. It's super global. European girls want to whine your body. Like. <laughs> So it's a worldwide sport. It's really it's a worldwide song. Super Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> okay. Well, again, thanks to all of the. Thank you, everyone. People who sent in those songs. It's a Lots good of list. good choices. Amazing choices. At least the latter half of that list was some good choices. Yeah. Yeah. I Kevin mean, so and thanks Trevor. for Sam and Henry for saving the day. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, moving right along. So for the episode today. We're going to talk about Austrian Grand Prix, British Grand Prix, 
and then get into some news and end with a question. Yeah. Because we had a doubleheader race weekend. We did. And we, yeah, we got to figure out everything that happened in all those races. And all of it. Let's break it down. But we do have a lot more to talk about for the British Grand Prix. Tons. So what are your thoughts on the Austrian? Look, very simply, it seems like we noticed a good step forward from McLaren in Austria. But the main thing, track limits. It's pretty much the only word that you can use to describe the Austrian Grand Prix. Mm, yeah. It was insane how many penalties were handed out this year. And again, we've talked about it in the past, but I think for me, one of the reasons that the track limits things a little over the top right now is that with these new 18-inch wheels, mm. it is very blind to these drivers who sit mm. very low mm. to see where a line is. Mm. I, I can, know that, I can see that they can see a wall yeah. pretty easy, but they can't see where that white line is on the ground. Right. And yeah. so it seems a little ridiculous just how many times they've deleted laps or whatever. But at that racetrack, there's almost no other way to do it. Mm-hmm. So I think they just have to find some solution to fix it. Otherwise, interesting race. Could have been better, but the sprint race was epic. We had Nico Hulkenberg crushing it. Just cruising. Oh, I love Nico Hulkenberg. I, I, I'm just, he's just showing that he is just a world-class driver. And I would never put, left the sport. And honestly. I would put him up there with Alonzo, Lewis, Max, and like Leclerc, like the best drivers on the grid. Totally. I think Hulkenberg is up there with them. For sure. He qualified great. He showed his stuff in the sprint race. He did everything he could mm-hmm. to try to hang on to what would be a podium of sorts yeah. because it's a sprint race, but just absolutely killer job. The weather really played into our hands with the colder temperatures and a few things to make sure that the car kind of mm. was able to hang on a little bit better than it normally does. Yeah. So Austria had a, a decent weekend. Definitely the highlight being Nico Hulkenberg in the sprint race. Yeah. Moving on. I think I'm, I think at least for me, I'm ready to talk about British Grand Prix. We are ready to talk about the British Grand Prix. Yes. But first we had a correspondent. We did. At the British Grand Prix. <laughs> Our man. Our dude. The Haas chap. The Haas chap. He was able to record a wonderful segment for us walking around the British Grand Prix representing the Haas fans. And so now we'll go to Henry Wallace. Thrown to you, Henry. Live from Silverstone. From the deserts of Abu Dhabi to the shores of Baku and Miami, Haas Boys investigative F1 field fan phenomenon features Henry the Haas chap Wallace. It's very loud here. Cars are far too fast. They should slow down. Slow down! (laughs) I've been flying around on my mobility scooter, drawing a lot of attention because (laughs) I appear to be one of about five Hass F1 team fans in the entire circuit. (laughs) But to me, that doesn't matter because I am here to support the boys, K-Mag, Nico, Gunter, the entire team. And, oh, fudge. (laughs) Fudge. There's also a a wasp attacking me, (laughs) which is not a huge amount of fun. (laughs) Oh, the bar. Maybe I'll go get a drink. Well, FB2's just finished up. And you'll never guess where I am. I'm back at another intoxicating liquid establishment. (laughs) Now, I sat at Maggots and Beckett's, which was absolutely incredible. And you get so much, which is absolutely fantastic. Oh, my beer's arrived. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's did well. P7 for Nico. K-Mag didn't seem to get a huge amount of time out on track. Uh, he was P17, but at least he was head of DeVries and Sonoda, which is important. Uh, but the Williams is looking surprisingly strong. That seems to be what Williams' trajectory is at the moment, which is quite nice. My Haas fan count has now reached a grand total of seven. <laughs> so, who knows? By the end of the day, it might even be in double digits. <laughs> so, it was a pretty incredible Saturday. You can hear there's still some racing going on. I was over at the main stage and Nico Ugenberg and Kevin Magnussen came out on stage for a little bit of a session to say hello to the fans. I think I got a thumbs up from Nico, nice. which was, uh, which was lovely of him. How considerate. That's the one. That's the thumbs up you but want. I cannot wait for Sunday. Got qualifying. Was just absolutely insane. I was sat in Vail opposite where Kevin Magnussen failed. Oh, no. Where he lost his oil pressure and he dumped a bunch of oil out to the track. Dang. It was a real shame, but I, I got some good photos at least. Send them. The Haas flag has been flying all day and it's time to represent. I'm now officially in double figures of seeing Haas fans at Silverstone. Oh, nice. Cannot wait for Sunday. It's going to be absolutely immense. 160,000 people in attendance, 10 Haas fans. <laughs> it's Sunday morning. I've arrived just walking, well, I say walking in my little mobility scooter because of my broken ankle past Cops B at the moment. <laughs> going to head around and see what snow is like. That's where I'm going to be watching the race from today. It's a bit chilly this morning, though. And I've got a whole bunch. I've probably got about 40 Silverstone MoneyGram Pass F1 team posters. And any pass fans, I'm going to give them out. I'm donned, of course, in full Hass gear. I've worn nothing but Hass all weekend. Nice. And I've had some pretty crazy looks. <laughs> some people asking me if I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> that might be because of the leg, or it might be because I'm surrounded by McLaren fans, Mercedes fans, Red Bull fans. Yeah, bandwagons. I've not seen a single person wearing an Alfa Romeo shirt or hat. Not one. You're not in Australia, Henry. <laughs> but a few... A few wearing Alpine, lots of McLaren, a lot of Williams. And I mean, I'm not surprised considering how well Williams have been doing over this weekend. It has been pretty phenomenal. What's also been phenomenal is the atmosphere here at Silverstone. It's just been absolutely incredible. The number of years that I've been watching Formula One, taking an interest, I've never been. But this has just been an absolutely incredible weekend. I'm going to try and find some other Haas fans, and along with giving them a poster, I'm going to ask them a quick question to see why they support Haas. So your name is? Finley. Finley. So what are your predictions for this weekend? Uh, that they finish, in all honesty. <laughs> I mean, uh, they don't really get high up, but there's always that passion to go forward. And uh, I mean, you just love them. You know, you either love them or hate them. That's the only thing you can really go with Haas. Nice. And how long have you been a Haas fan? Uh, about three years, two years, two years, something like that now. Yeah, just, uh, it was really from Drive to Survive, you know, I just there started growing up with it. And 
really love that stuff. No, it's good. Uh, do you have a favourite, K-Mag or Nico? Uh, it's got to be Magnussen. Uh, yeah. I really enjoy him. You know, he's come back, he's cooled down. You know, he's not smashed any doors now, so it's all good. Nice. And you yeah, travel from Scotland, I presume? Yes, ah, uh, yeah. So about uh, Dumfries, so about five, five hours down the road to come here. Wicked. And you're having a great afternoon? Oh, it's absolutely amazing, yeah. We've, had, we've enjoyed the entire time, so it's going to be good, yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Finlay. Thank you. Hi there. So what's your name? Elliot. Elliot, nice to meet you, Elliot. And where have you come from? Uh, Bolton. Bolton, nice. How are you enjoying the weekend so far? Oh, it's amazing. amazing. Wicked. I see that you've got this incredible Haas front wing and the DRS. What's the number on the top there? Oh, oh it's for Nico Holtenberg. So I'm guessing he's it's your favourite driver. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So what did you think of qualifying yesterday? Uh, we're doing better, but I think it's good getting into Q3, definitely. But yeah, yeah. What are your predictions for today? Ooh, double points. Double points. You know what? I would be immensely happy if we got double points. So, uh, where are you off to now? Uh, Beckett's as well. Staying in Beckett's. Nice, nice, nice. Well, I've got a little something for you in my bag as well. Thank you ever so much, Elliot. Hi, how are you? What's your name? I'm Joe. Nice to meet you, Joe. Where have you come from today? From Derbyshire. Nice. How have you, how's your weekend been so far? It's Not a British people. From a, a leaky tank. A leaky tank. Oh, are you camping? Oh, camping. Like, oh That's that is the future, isn't it? Yeah, we can't do in and out, it's the future, definitely. Absolutely. You watched qualifying yesterday? Yes, we were here, we arrived Thursday, so yeah, we e saw everything. Excellent. Yeah. So what are your predictions for the weekend? Pretty predictable. Um, anything but Max win. Yeah, anything but Max. Uh, I think Lando will do quite well maybe today, hopefully. I'd love her to come in there, but... Realistically, this year, no. Oh, come on. You got a, you, you a favourite driver for Haas then? Um, oh yeah, I think Kevin, yeah. Kevin. Yeah. A lot of people have been saying Kevin, but we've had one or two Nikos as well. Yeah. I don't mind him, but yeah, Kevin. <laughs> I don't mind him. We'll see if... Do you think if Nico approached or asked her for a date? She'd say Nico. I think she'd I say, say Nico. Excellent. Right, well I'll let you go. Thank you very much. I've got one. I've got something for you. I've got you a few Silverstone pass posters for you. <laughs> yeah, good job. Right. Thanks very much. No worries. Thank you, Bye. Heading down the pathway towards Stowe, there's a bunch of helicopters taking off and landing as we speak. Um, this is one for Mike, I'm driving past a whole bunch of Porsche GT3 RSs. Yes. Absolutely I mean, it's not as good as the, the VF23, but I mean, you can't have it all. Where would you put them? <laughs> I've learned, though, that you could get a, a helicopter ride Silverstone. Ooh. For £99. I mean, that does sound a little bit too good to be true. Yeah, that's actually pretty decent. That's what it says online. In Las Vegas, it's going to be $10,000. That's an astonishing yeah. price for a lap around the track. Yeah. You know what you can get for £99 at the Vegas Grand Prix is a hot dog. <laughs> In Henderson. <laughs> it's not even at the track. <laughs> I've seen a few past people. Elliot had an amazing hat attached to his head. Well, where else would a hat be attached to? Had an opening <laughs> DRS flap with a MoneyGram logo on the front wing. The Nico Hulkenberg supporter. So it's good to see that we're getting a range of people supporting both K-Mag and Nico. It's nice to see that Nico's been welcomed into the into the Haas team. We're nearly halfway through the season and it really does feel like it it is home for him now. One fun fact I did learn is that over the Silverstone weekend. The Silverstone Airport becomes the busiest airport in the country, but only for about two hours. So it overtakes Heathrow Airport, which is one of the busiest 
airports in the world. Yeah, that's wild. For two hours. Jeez. So I'm currently sat at my seat in the grandstand. Probably about 50 minutes before the race start. So I've got to say one thing so far. It's rather busy. I think if you're if you're a bit claustrophobic, I don't think this would be very good for you. It's also rather hot. I'm using my flag to cover up my legs because they're getting burnt. And all of the road sweepers came in. And everyone cheered. I'm imagining Mary Poppins That's chimney sweeper English way. track. I don't know what a road sweeper is. <laughs> it's just the big track. Nah, off. it's a bunch of like uh, cockney chimney sweeps with those circle brushes. <laughs> Doing steppy time across the track. There's 20 minutes to go. The red arrows have finished their display. Everyone seems to have a very nice time. A few clouds about, but it's quite nice. The guys I'm here with. Have you got anything to say? Oh baby. Here we go. 20 minutes. So eloquent. So <laughs> delightful. I love you both. <laughs> we just had the national anthem. And I'm not sure how I felt about it. It should be warming the cockles of my heart. But instead, I think it's stirring something up in my liver instead. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe my spleen. Not quite sure. <laughs> Alright, little update. We've only got about 15, 16 laps left. The safety car has come out because of K-Mags. Stop it again. Brutal. Weekend. Brutal weekend. Uh, so he's out. Ocon's out. That's okay. Hulk has managed to catch the back of the pack. So, safety car is still out at this point, and Nico has regained what he lost. Hopefully, it all pans out. Okay, so, we're not 18th, we're 17th. Oh, I must have missed something, but the safety <laughs> car has ended, and we are backing up the pack now. And there we go. The British Grand Prix 2023 is done. Max Verstappen, P1. Lando Norris, P2. Wild. Lewis Hamilton, P3. Whatever. We weren't expecting Lando going into this weekend, though. No. My word, it's been such an atmosphere. Nico came home 14, 15. Oh, 13. I can't really see the screens from here, so I don't know <laughs> where he finished, but Average he is wasn't last, so I'll take that. <laughs> and Kate Mack wasn't last either. Because Ocon went out before him. Yeah. So he finished technically P19. Oh, with DNF. But let's be real, P19. Hey, I mean, that was a victory on Netflix <laughs> Drive to Survive for Nikita Mazepin. Yeah. yeah. That's it. British GP's done. What's next? Spa. Is it Belgium? Let's say Spa is one of the next races on the calendar. <laughs> Brilliant corresponding with Marshals. They're coming out. Oh. Beautiful people. <laughs> this is the Hass Chap signing off from the British Grand Prix. Stay cool, stay sexy, support Hass. Oh my Man. gosh. What a weekend. Man, what a weekend big, Henry had. Big thanks to our European Haas correspondent, 
So if you haven't yet, follow the Haas Chap. Look him up. He's given out great content. He's a part of this podcast at this point now. He might as well have all of everything that we have. I'm just this is beautiful. It's well done. Well done. I'm glad we got those on the ground interviews. He met some Haas fans. Yes. And some great, great points of view. Totally. Yeah. It was great to he hear. He almost knew Nico's finishing position. He almost <laughs> knew it. With a little bit of research. But perfect. Thanks to Henry for being our correspondent at the Silverstone Grand Prix. We hope you go to other European races so we can get more on the ground footage. Very insightful. Who would have known that for 99 pounds you could get on a helicopter at Silverstone? That's wild. That's insane. Yeah. What is that in US dollars? Like $50? Yeah. I don't know. Something. <laughs> what's the British pound worth these days? Yeah. It's like any, yeah that's wild. <laughs> okay. Um, so we've heard from Henry. Let's dive into what we thought of the Grand Prix. Yes. Do you want to start? Well, the one thing that I'm going to say right off the bat, and we've talked about it again on the show in the past, but Mm -hmm. for this one in particular, I mean, so what was it? Miami 22, Max and Charles went wheel to wheel into probably one of the first corners through the grandstand section, Mm -hmm. like the bigger portion of it. And the howl from the crowd was so loud. Yeah. That it overpowered the cars for a moment and Crofty's shouting to try to be heard. I remember that. And being like, oh my gosh. Just a very live crowd. Yeah. Like, and it just. Pack stands. I couldn't believe it for a number of reasons. A big one being that obviously I've been watching for years and Mm -hmm. uh, never once has a Formula One car ever been overpowered by the sound of anything. It's hard to. Those things are very loud. They're super loud. Just echo. So. Thunder across the world. I am no. And I am not exactly a. Lando Norris fan. Right, yeah. But something that I, I mean, I can't help but just be stoked for everyone on Mm -hmm. was just the way that this is. Now, I'm going to play this. It's lights out, and away we go. Lando Norris then tries to come across and cut off Max Verstappen. Oscar Piastri tries to dive in the inside. Lando Norris leads the British Grand Prix. Whoa. Holy cow. They are so happy. That is a live crowd. And there's so many reasons. There's so many reasons why they're happy. It was Lewis Hamilton running wide into the complex there in the Mercedes. Into Brooklyn's we go. Lando Norris from Max Verstappen and Oscar Piastri. Then comes Charles Leclerc. Piastri now trying to go around the outside of Max Verstappen. This is Dreamland. Their former McLaren. Cox Corner coming up next. Again. Again the with the crowd. With one of the what a loud audience. This first. The cheering. The first like five laps of the race sounded like so that. so loud. It was wild. Well, one, it's Lando's home country. Right. It's, it's like McLaren's home race. Right. And the other thing is that we have been just watching Max crush every lap. Destroy everyone. If it was like Lando ahead of Max into yeah. the first corner, people are just relieved. Yeah, it was it like. It was like a tyrant uh, can be defeated. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's like Voldemort has died. Yeah. The Horcruxes have been found. <laughs> Oh, oh man yeah but i was watching it on my phone actually because i was remote it was yeah. not at home uh-huh. and it was like that's how i heard it it was just wow all i heard was crowd yeah for like the first five laps i was like wow this is rad well we know now what it's like what it feels like to be in return of the jedi 
when the emperor does die. <laughs> yeah, and we what? don't count the Disney trilogy. No, he no, died. no, no, no. He's gone. And the Ewoks are cheering. Yeah. That was what it is. This is it. Max was not leading. Right. It was finally happening. It was finally happening. And we we were happy that we're ha- someone led. Yes. It happened to be Lando. It, it just, yeah. So good for Lando. We're glad. But that crowd is so loud. So loud. And it was it, it did give me a lot of excitement around, again, the growth of the sport. A mm-hmm. lot of things that I just felt like were really positive about that. Yeah. Obviously, again, yeah, like a home race for a British driver mm-hmm. leading ahead of the dominant tyrant. Yeah. Clearly, there was a lot of reasons to be genuinely stoked. Mm-hmm. And then even just moving on from that. Yep. To the next thing that I think we have to address with the British Grand Prix. Henry touched on so many things that were really good for Haas. So I feel like I'm just going to move along here. Okay. McLaren. Yeah. What? Yeah. Out of nowhere. What? Yeah. Qualifying second and third. Right. Yeah. How dare they? And if it wasn't for the safety car, Oscar Piastri was on the podium. Mm. Lewis and his strategy was the only way that he got ahead of Piastri. Jeez. And yeah, then he held on to it with a good a dog double fight. podium finish. Yeah, but it's like, man, that was almost Red Bull McLaren McLaren. Mm-hmm. And since the new regs, we just have not seen McLaren on form. Yeah. At all. Well, I mean, this kind of goes into something that I wanted to talk about and something that that has been happening in the past few races. Yeah. Where there has been a few teams that are like, oh, Out we're of creeping up. Yeah. And we forget about the one moment that changed it all. Right. And I don't know if you, you probably could pin it. Okay. But I'm ready for this. I'm interested. Uh, the one moment that we might be overlooking right. that has changed not only this year, but probably the next couple years was Sergio Perez crashing in Monaco yeah. and unveiling the bottom of the Red Bull car. That's true. It's just Adrian Newey's notes were on display. And now everyone's like, we have upgrades coming. Yeah. We have upgrades real. coming. And now we have McLaren and Mercedes and like Alpine and Williams are Williams. like, yeah. And it's like, is there any, any doubt that that definitely playing a part? Right. Because Williams actually had to put like an apology video being like, yeah, we, t- we just had no aerodynamics under the car. Like, sorry. We didn't know how to do that. But we've seen Adrian Newey's underneath the car aerodynamics. Yeah. So now we're just doing that. That's my theory is that, I mean, it's not a bad theory. Everyone was like, Oh, that's how you make a floor. And, and if if Red Bull isn't already mad at Sergio, yeah, for his performance, this is the reason they hate him now. <laughs> he un, he just released all the secrets, all of them, and got rid of that massive lead. Unbelievable. But to your point, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it definitely like I, I'm not going to even try to pretend mm-hmm. like that's not a factor. Yeah. But the thing is, that's a, what's amazing about the regulations, and I feel like we're finally starting to see it, is silver bullets are available for these teams. And we didn't know that was possible because in the previous years, mm-hmm. when back when the Max and Lewis championship, the 2021 year, mm-hmm. the reason that championship was so bittersweet, uh, fun to watch, and it came down to the last race was because we spent a decade of race cars that could not follow each other into corners. Mm-hmm. And you would get like, Crofty would be like, oh, and there's a pass on track. Here's a, his DRS is wide open. And then he, oh, he made the pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Now back to Lewis out front. He's 30 minutes ahead of everybody. Yeah. And uh, he's tire preservation. And, mm-hmm. and there's a checkered flag. Yeah. And Lewis has won his 5,000th race. <laughs> yeah. And that was 10 years. Yeah. Of cars that just couldn't follow each other and, uh-huh. and nothing. And, again, we, and we've talked about it all year. 
qualifying currently, it's like tenths of seconds. Yeah separates third to 20th what that means though is Uh that like a team that figures out something like a mclaren Mm -hmm. where they have one little upgrade yep they went from 20th to third yeah and it's like what in the that is rad way to go guys yeah and i feel like right now that's the one big like round of applause i can give to the new regulations is that i can't remember any time in history where multiple teams took leaps ahead in the championship like yeah. that, where McLaren was competing with Alpha Tauri and Alpha Romeo. Yeah. And now suddenly they're the new Aston Martin. Yeah. And see, and, and as, as, what happened to Aston Martin? Oh, well, Aston Martin might still be performing at the same amount. Right. But now these other teams have caught up. Right. And it's just, uh, yeah, just a. Uh, it's like they're an upgrade away from maybe leapfrogging them again. Exactly. And that might get them. Uh-huh. That much closer to Red Bull because if you the qualifying for this weekend, just as a quick note, uh-huh. Max Verstappen's lap was only two tenths faster than Lando Norris. Wild, yeah. Two tenths is a very small margin. Yeah. So this, I mean, we thought Max might have a runaway drivers' championship. He probably still will. He probably will win this championship pretty easily. But it's not going to be as far off in the distance as we thought. No, and so it's, and the constructors is. Probably up for grabs still. With Sergio Perez finishing the way he's finishing? Yeah, they're not happy. Red Bulls, I mean, I know they've taken a majority of the haul. And the only thing that's working in their favor right now is Mm -hmm. that if the team that's in P2 is fighting with other teams, that those extra points are being dispersed. Yeah. But if we get more double podiums from McLaren, double podiums from Mercedes, Red Bull's not going to have a lot of constructor points. Right. So... I feel like this weekend, and we last year's Silverstone race was amazing. I, and I feel like I have I have turned a corner. If you've listened to the podcast, you know that we kind of have this this joke around the misty eyed British approach, yeah, to Formula One, where it's like, oh, and Lando Norris is leading the race at his home Grand Prix. Yeah, oh, it was such a beautiful moment. <laughs> but like the truth being told is that Silverstone is a great racetrack and it produces really good racing with those big swoopy corners. Mm. And last year's race, I remember tons of overtakes. Uh, it started off a little rough because if you remember last year's race was Joe Guan Yu's. Rough or rad. Or rad. <laughs> We're so for, happy he's safe. I forget that you have like a thing for this where you're like, if driver's lives are at risk, Max is stoked. Yeah. He's yeah. like fire, Roman Grosjean, hero. <laughs> Joe Guan Yu slaps a fence. Yeah. It's like, it's like now sh- he's a legend. He's a legend. No, nothing stops it's Joe. Just different action. Just a chain link fence. It's amazing. <laughs> no, but yeah, it was an amazing race. It was a good race. I enjoyed a and lot of the action. George Russell didn't finish last year. Yeah, and... Uh, amazing. Amazing. Better race <laughs> last year. <laughs> Better race. Than it is this year, because George finished fifth this year. Another thing to mention is that even with a silver bullet, even with an upgrade, uh-huh. Oscar Piastri finishing fourth, the wet blanket that he may be, yeah. a rookie finishing fourth is a very impressive feat. It is wild, yeah. And, and him keeping up with... Max on that like first couple laps with no DRS, yeah, going wheels to wheels. It's, it's impressive with All a Red Bull. It was definitely fun to watch. Yeah, and then he battled Lewis pretty hard as well. So I mean, Piastri Award. He's uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Piastri Award did a very good job. We're he's proud just, of him. He's just the personality equivalent of like Stucco. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's 
It's like Southern California has such great traits, you know, but then everything's <laughs> covered in stucco. You know, one thing we need to talk about the Austrian Grand, the Austrian Grand Prix was when the flying our Iron Man suit guy. Oh, just crashed like crash. across the thing. <laughs> Amazing clips. It's just so good. <laughs> Again, I like the crashes. Yeah, Max is here for the it drama. It just cuts to Priastrius. Yeah. And he's like in the garage and just gives like a little like look <laughs> to the camera. <laughs> like, like uh, hey. You caught, I, you caught me. I was watching. I was the Iron Man. He's like running at fifty percent Lance Stroll. Yeah, <laughs> which Lance Stroll's running at fifty percent human. Yeah, so <laughs> it's a it's hard a quarter. Yeah, so he's, he's a running rough at quarter quarter, per, quarter yeah. personality right now. <laughs> but rocket, fourth place finish, rocket guy, it's amazing. Rocket guy crashed. Hey, can I tell you about oh. one thing I loved from the British Grand Prix? Oh, here it is. <laughs> this is Max's <laughs> weird take. Uh, I mean. <laughs> Uh, no, not weird take. Just amazing moment. Why do uh, the grid walk with Martin Brundle? Oh gosh, just the one I saw with Cara Delevingne. Yeah. Why? Why did she just she just brushes him off? I can't hear. She just brushes him off. I don't, I don't have ears. She doesn't want to talk, but everybody needs to talk on the grid. Uh, that's the that's the deal now. Everybody talks uh, on on the grid. Um, can we have a quick chat, Sky F1? Good to see you on the grid. He said. He said, well, the deal is everybody has to speak on the grid, but, uh, you know, I hey. I can't hear anything. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'm sure it would have been extremely interesting. <laughs> Dripping with sarcasm. I was like, oh, I love it. I, it's so good. It's like, I love it so much. Yeah. But I'm, at the same time, I'm wondering, why haven't the publicists, like, why haven't they these figured it out yet? They're like, hey, you're going to be walking around on the track. Yeah. And there's going to be one guy. He's 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 the only guy you need to give your attention dude to. You have to be nice <laughs> to. If he comes up to you, you are either going to be an F1 hero, or they're going to mock you, or you will be on a like <laughs> banished list. They will, will talk about you on Reddit for a full year. Yeah, following millions you burning him. Of Formula One nerds uh, are going to be roasting you online, and they didn't warn her. No. Which is wild because the other Martin Brundle interview was with Brad Pitt, who's filming the video. Bradley the, Pitts. The Bradley and the Pitts. Yes. And he um, <laughs> is making the new movie, Formula One. Yes. Formula. Colon. For, Apple. Sexy guys in the cars. Yes. Colin. Lewis Hamilton, executive producer. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he had a great interview with Martin Brundle. It was awesome. And he gave him so much credit, like. When he's like, well, tell me about the film. He's like, well, it takes place in the 90s or like my character was racing the 90s when you would have been on the grid. Yeah. And he's like, and you won uh, Le Mans. Yeah. And he's like, man, yeah, this celebrity has done his work. Yeah, he's, he's ready for this interview. To one of the coolest guys on the grid. For sure. Yeah, I loved it. And he's like, yeah, you should. we need to get you a cameo in the movie. Just yeah. Martin Brundle's awesome. Yeah. And then Cara Delevingne just <laughs> blows him it. off. I'm sure that would have been terribly interesting. <laughs> So, so I don't want it to stop. I, I want don't more either. clueless celebrities to be gosh to so the good. one guy on the grid. They need to be nice too. Totally, and him to be speak so quick with his wit and dry, just crush them. Oh, insults. Yeah. So, and I, you know, what's funny about this as well is that I swear every time that this happens, I get an article from like Roden Track or like Jalopnik or mm-hmm. some, one of these kind of like media outlets that's not really motorsport related, but like mm-hmm. car review, we'll yeah. say. And they'll be like, when does it stop? Martin Brundle, such an entitled, like, blah, blah, blah. And every single time I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. These people are there for publicity. Yeah. 
they're not there because they want to be. I mean, for the a large percentage of celebrities that show up to F1 races uh-huh. are there for a public like notice me thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everyone's promoting something. Right. They're not they're not walking around to try and to blend just, in with the crowd. Just to be there. Yeah, and if they are then they're probably not on the grid. And they know who Martin Brundle is. Right, exactly. Yeah. That you're Jeremy Clarkson. Yeah. So with your celebrities that are this stupid, yeah. it's like, well, isn't the purpose for you to talk yeah. on television Yeah. and be like, oh yeah, so cool, very nice of Alfa Romeo to invite me because exactly. that's who invited her. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Give shout outs to the Formula One team that wanted you there. That brought you in. Uh-huh. And maybe and then mention a driver's name so that way everyone goes, oh, you know something See, Romeo, why didn't you be like hey martin brundle is right might approach you the, can you just give us a shout out like literally like hold up because then you have all these formula one nerds who are like "Ooh, car delavine's a F- alpha romeo fan yeah now i'm Ooh, <sighs> maybe i need to switch yeah <laughs> to, to what to alpha romeo oh <laughs> from from williams <laughs> no i totally agree with you i yeah. think it's very much in their favor well, in that way i mean when when uh, to contrast this with something we've already talked about was when Jeremy Clarkson approached Martin Brundle. I don't remember what race it was, but it was this year and it might've been like one of the first races of the year. And he was talking to Martin Brundle. He goes up to him and starts talking with him. He's like, Oh Martin, like, yeah, I'm just so excited that formula one is, is just growing. He's like, I've always been a fan of Alfa Romeo. And in my head, I'm like, Oh, I should give Alfa Romeo a shot. Right. Like um, there's rumors. They might partner with Haas. I'm like, right. well, if Jeremy likes them, I like them. Totally. And they just miss the, <laughs> yeah they're the, like here's a cool opportunity, opportunity. for this babe to yeah. represent your brand and yeah. oh well funny but anyways very funny i think martin brundles again like the people who don't get it yeah to me are the ones that are these motorsport journalists air quotes because i just don't think they are that have an opinion about respecting celebrity space or whatever i'm like well mike not on the mike, track mike formula one is about the celebrities who attend Oh, don't you know? Yeah, we do this all so Shakira <laughs> can try and get it with Lewis. Yeah, she's been trying, and we are in it for the gossip and the celebs. We're just waiting for the Zinda track the to drop with Shakira. Celebs walking around the track. I don't care about Haas. Yeah, I don't care about cars or speed. Just I celebrities. Want Will I am content on the track. Well, and if this is so funny enough, that's the contrasting other argument, right? So some people are like, celebrities need their space. They don't need to Martin. The other people are like, I don't want to hear from celebrities. I only want to hear from drivers. And I'm like, okay, you guys have to understand that like, this is part of the show. Yeah. For those of you well, who are not maybe in the USA, yeah. Yeah. maybe even a small background story is that uh-huh. this is how the Lakers grew to be the team that they are in the yeah. NBA. Yeah. It was all about the show. Well, every time I see a celebrity inside one of the pits or like the, you know, in the paddock and stuff, I meet him like, Oh, I wish I was like there. That'd be rad. And I get kind of like, I get those vibes. I'm like, Oh, what are the, I don't need to know this. Right. But then I remember, Oh, Paul Newman raced. Right. Not enough formula one, but Paul Newman was a race car driver, like a real deal race car. The, driver. And like Michael Fassbender, celebrity, real car, ra- real racer. Right. Patrick Dempsey won Le Mans. See, it's like, and then I get the, and then I'm like, okay, like, I mean, it's part of the heritage of motorsport. You get these rich people, right? And everyone likes driving and racing fast. Yeah. So I love it. So it's cool. And I'm it's glad cool. that they bring different fans and different elements to the yeah. sport. They're welcome. 
They just need to answer Martin's questions. It does. <laughs> or don't, because yeah. you know what? Actually, it's... Yeah, yeah like we I said. Be, like I, we wouldn't be talking about <laughs> like it if said, she did answer his questions. still happening? But please make it still happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's incredible. So way to go, way to go, Martin Brundle, for once again having the quick wit to just yeah. like, instead of being defeated, yeah. having something so funny to follow it yeah, with, because you're just the king. Well, shifting gears, let's go into some Formula One news and rumors. Yes. Because there's a lot of rumors. Tons. Filling up the filling, paddock. Filling rumor paddock. 480,000 worth of rumors. <laughs> yes. Do you just want to talk about Daniel Ricardo? When it comes to the rumor mill, Daniel Ricardo's name does get brought up an awful lot right now. Because right now, he's doing like a tire test this week. In Silverstone. For, for Red Bull. Red Bull. And... What would that mean? So Daniel Ricardo is possibly going to be putting in some really good lap times. They can see how well he can handle a car and compare and contrast that to like Sergio Perez's current performance or Nick DeVries's current performance. They're like, do we have a better driver just sitting here? Right. And that's what everyone's buzzing about right now. Right. There's an interesting comment that I heard today from the French, uh, from a French reporter who I was on just about like all the French from all the French people. <laughs> <laughs> they had some interesting ideas. <laughs> it's called baguettes. Uh, no, but like there is a French reporter on uh, F1 Nation, and I'm forgetting his name, but he had. Jean a, Jean. Yeah, exactly. And uh, <laughs> just intelligent guy. <laughs> but he, uh, his comment was, is that it seems that Red Bull has the ability to develop a car that is so on edge mm-hmm. and so like slippery and not an easy car to drive like holding an eel right but it's super fast like an eel in the right hands yeah but the car's a nightmare to drive Mm. unless it's just in the right hands yeah and so here's where that's interesting because i've had a theory for a few years that driver number two at red bull is sort of doomed Mm. like no matter what they do they can't drive it Mm. because it's just so developed for max yeah but this reporter's take was that the car's not developed for Max. Max just has the ability to handle it. Oh, really? And that the car is just really terrible to drive for everybody else. I mean, okay. That's an interesting take. Yeah. And anyways, why I found that interesting, mm-hmm. Sergio Perez seems to have, at moments, been able to drive the car almost better than Max yeah, could. to wrangle that horse down. Right. But now, with some developments and the car has progressed, mm-hmm. it seems to be getting more and more difficult for him. And now he's falling down into the same trap that Alex Albon and Pierre Gasly fell into. Right. And so I'm curious to see, can he get on top of it? Can he figure out what it is that Max is doing that the car's still fast, but is just a handful? Mm Mm-hmm. Or is somebody like Daniel going to get into the car well, here's like, and just prove it I mean, here's a question that like me and lots of other Daniel Ricardo fans are asking. Like, Daniel Ricardo had mastered that car when he was in it. Right. I mean, would they look at him and say he mastered, mastered it at one point? Right. He can he could get it on again. it again just like a bicycle. Right. And he can get the grip for it and the feel. At one point, we were talking about Hulkenberg being a replacement at Red Bull. Where your evaluation lies, and I mm-hmm. think that the question then becomes... This tire test tells all. Right. Because at this moment, it will show, can Daniel mm-hmm. actually put a lap time together that uh-huh. looks anything like what they yeah. just saw this weekend? Uh-huh. And that will definitely be the telltale sign of whether or not he is yeah. still the Daniel they once knew. Yeah. Here is my hopeful take on Daniel Ricardo. I love Daniel Ricardo. 
Definitely my favorite driver. Yeah. I won't be shy about it. <laughs> Why I would love to see him return to the sport, not because he's my favorite, but also because he has now suffered the biggest penalty or the biggest like moment of failure that a driver in F1 can suffer is being taken out of the sport. Right. And it's a major career setback. Yeah. Huge career setback. And I, I feel a lot of the drivers right now have that fear. Right. Where they're like, I am afraid of losing my seat. Daniel Ricciardo has faced that fear. Right. So if he gets back in the seat, there is nothing stopping him now. Right. Because he's like, oh, I've already lost my seat. I have nothing left to lose now. Right. I have nothing left to fear. And I think that is a massively cool edge that he now has. Right. As long, along with being a good skilled driver and the fact that, yeah, not only is he not fearful about losing a seat, but he's now probably been like humbled a lot. Totally. Made some bad career moves. Right. I'll, I'll say that. Right. But being a humble driver with skill without any fear of like career moves or anything, just being like, stuff it. Right. I got this. I think Daniel Ricardo could be deadly. Well, and I, I think in contrast, maybe we compare it to Kevin. Kevin lost his seat, was invited back to the team that he was once on. Yeah. And some life changes happened for him by having a kid and some other things. Yeah. Daniel's fear of losing his seat and mm-hmm. fear of other things subside differently. Yeah. He doesn't have a kid. He doesn't have anything to lose in the sense of just being like, I can risk life and limb to be the fastest driver again. Yeah. And, and I agree with you. I think that there's an element of being like, I have to prove it in le- if I really want to be here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I do think that this tire test is really going to be an opportunity for him to show his stuff. Yeah. And uh, see if he lands himself in Alpha Tauri. Or again, if Sergio can't seem to dig himself out of the hole, potentially at Red Bull. And people, I've talked with people, people are always messaging me, but they're like, oh, like, do you think they'd take out Sergio Perez? I don't know what Red Bull's thinking. And I'm sure people know the politics more inside the company, but I mean, they got rid of Pierre Gasly halfway through the season. Right. They got rid of Alex Albon. Like they just cut people off whenever they want. Summer break is Helmet Marco's time to make a decision. Yeah. And And so it's rapidly approaching and five Q3 or five non Q3 appearances from Sergio Perez mm-hmm. is really bad. Yeah. Given, especially with the standard that they were coming to expect. Yeah. He was fighting for pole. Fetch. I, I, <laughs> could you imagine if Valtteri just stopped? Yeah. We just went from being and P1, does, P2. Does it show that Sergio Perez probably wasn't the best driver we thought he was? That winning that last race for Racing Point or whatever, Formula uh, Force India or whatever, yeah. was probably just like a random fluke. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Or or is he that good and just the car's gone away from him? There's so many variables. So many variables. Yeah. But um, I think that there's definitely... But we can't trust the Marco, dude. Yeah. <laughs> he is volatile. He's... he's. I, I have said that both Christian Horner and Helmet Marco are probably the least forgiving people on the planet. And then you put them in like a little boy band together. They are deadly. They're not deadliest hits are coming out. Yeah. They are definitely one direction. (laughs) (laughs) They're both really cute. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. So anyways, there's definitely plenty of rumors in the driver swap arounds when it comes to the Red Bull family right now. So we'll have to see what happens. Nick DeVries isn't going to be there. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but he's definitely struggled. Yeah. Lots of fun news, lots of fun rumors to think about. And if you're a Daniel Ricciardo fan, keep your fingers crossed that they get rid of Sergio and Max and Daniel can just 
drive two cars. He can just do once. both. It'll be cool. Like a double-decker Formula One car. You just Jean-Claude Van Damme <laughs> do the splits between two cars. I believe. I believe he could do it. I think he could. I have faith in Daniel Ricciardo. Totes. In one Rick, in one Honey Badger retrust. <laughs> Dude, the Honey Badger's coming. One nation under the Badger. Yeah, the Honey Badger, man. He is... He's coming. He's coming. Sergio Perez is terrified. Yes. <laughs> I would be. Okay. Well, the next race on the calendar is the Hungarian Grand Prix. At the Hungaro Ring. It's a big old ring. It's a ring. What can you tell us about the Hungarian Grand Prix? It is in Budapest, Hungary. Yep. And it is a kind of an older circuit, so it's a little bit skinnier racetrack. Okay. So overtaking isn't as easy, but it does have a long straightaway. So a DRS zone in, I think, one or two, maybe three places. Okay. I have to do some research on that. Yeah. But it is a, the Hungarian Grand Prix, was this the one that, this is the one that Ocon won, right? But we, yeah, it is July 21st through the 30th. So not this week, but next week. And that will be really fun. And then, yeah, yeah, is that the one? This is the race that Esteban won last, er, in 21. Because Sebastian had the fuel. You're correct. Sebastian had the fuel. He wasn't going to be first. But Fernando was defended Lewis right. for laps. Yeah. And Lewis was so mad. He was so mad. Some, some dangerous driving. <laughs> <laughs> so this racetrack is very fun. And last year, I believe, last year, Max Verstappen did a 360 and still managed to win the race. Oh, that's right. I remember that. <laughs> so Just having fun. Hopefully this year is a little bit trickier for him that he can't just do donuts. Just literally winning. having fun. Yeah. <laughs> But I do think that uh, it's a cool racetrack. Been on the been on the calendar for a long time, so I, I think it could yield a good race this year. Very cool, especially with all these new developments. Who knows? This yeah. might be an Aston Martin track. Yeah, who knows? I would love to see Fernando get back on that podium. Definitely. Uh, but like we said, everyone is creeping towards the top right now because everyone knows the the secrets of the newy, the newy. And so, um, <laughs> no race this week. But we'll look for those tire tests, and then we'll see at the Hungarian ring. Hopefully we can get the Hosh chap out there. Yeah. Fly him out. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds, give us some of your money <laughs> just, and we'll fly Henry just, just to every race. Send us some of that mint mobile money. <laughs> we'll plug it on the podcast. Like I just did. Exactly. And you, you're going to hear some content. Yeah. You're going to hear it. Well, thank you for listening to the Haas boys this week. Um, please uh, rate us, share us. We've been getting a lot of good ratings and shares, which is awesome. Ask us questions on Instagram and Gmail. We always like reading them out on the air. Um, And we hope you have a good week. See ya. See you next time. There's also a, a wasp attacking me, <laughs> which is not a huge amount of fun. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>